Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I used to do this. This this was uh this was this was me again. This was the college days, man. Right after college, the struggling traders days. I used to get lunch at the mall. My my full lunch consistent uh consistent of free samples. No lie. No lie, right? We used to go into the um, I used to have two different outfits, don't judge, two different outfits, and I would go into the food court. And you go into the food court, you you gotta go when it's like noon right busy lunch because they're not paying attention to you right if you go when it's empty they're going to know exactly who you are they're going to call you out you got to go when it's busy you got to go when it's busy right you go to the full you go to the food court right and it used to be there we had two chinese places we had a cheesesteak place there was a burger place um and then there was uh the ice cream place didn't really give out free samples there was about four places down there that gave out free samples and specifically with the Chinese places, they would give two, right? So one would be like the barbecue beef. One would be like the, the chicken or whatnot. Right. So you play your cards, right? Right. You can get a piece of hamburger. You can get a piece of cheesesteak. You can get four pieces of meat, right? Two from each Chinese place, right? In one go around. And then you go back up, you leave, you go back to your car, you put on your different outfit, right? First time, no hat. Second time with hat, right? Just change the blazer and you just do it again. And boom, you're full, man. You're full. You're good to go for lunch. The free lunch. Free lunch, right? There you go. You you guys know my story. Quit three jobs and focus on trading. Shoot. Money was tight. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't healthy by any means. Don't get me wrong. But back then was, you know, I can still wake up with like a six pack and, and do nothing. Just, you know, just wake up and I'm like ripped. So it didn't, you know, who cared about health? Um, but that was, yeah, that was the, that was the freebie lunch, man. Now I had a friend of mine that went back and did it for dinner. Uh, I wasn't, you know, I, I was measuring out like cost of driving there with gas and stuff like that. So I, I, did, I never did it twice a day. Um, but that was the freebie lunch, man. Once a day. Yeah, once, once every other day. Once every other day. <laughs> yeah, man. Look, it wasn't it wasn't always Lambos and pet tigers, guys. It wasn't always Lambos and pet tigers. There was a there was a time before before the first Lamborghini where uh you know it was just it was just the Porsche and you know times are hard. Times were hard. All right. So 
let's go down to a four-hour time frame. Again, we got our, our we have our our projections here. Can't wait to teach my son that. Those are valuable skills, man. When I find out what exactly those skills are, I'll let you know. But they're valuable skills. Perseverance. Hmm? Shamelessness. I don't know. So what we're waiting for here. Shamelessness is a, is a very good skill, actually. It's underrated. Um, it, it really is a very good skill, shamelessness. It's the only thing that will allow you to be free when you're completely shameless and you, and you don't care what people think or how you're judged. Then you have the freedom to kind of do what you want to do and live your life by your means and, and not by anyone else's. So we joke around with it, but like shamelessness is, I mean, when I when I started becoming shameless, man, I felt so much freer. It's 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 so true. You just you got to be shameless. Like you just don't care at all. Yo, you just don't care. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting switch, and I think it comes with it comes it comes with age. When you're younger, like you know, when you're in a, like I don't know about you guys, and like when I was in a school environment, all you do is get judged. Like all you want to do is fit in with others. That's all. I mean, that's just how like school is. I, I feel like no matter what, I mean, that's what you you want to be like your peers. You want to be like the cool kids, so you try to you try to fit in. You do what they think is going to be cool. You judge all your actions based off what you think they'll they'll say. Um, and as you get older, I think it starts in college a little bit. Like once you get in college and you're broken, poor, and you realize everyone is like broken, poor, and then like you get dressed up on the first day and then like a month in, you're just wearing like dirty sweatpants, like whatever you woke up in. I think that's when the shamelessness starts. That was college for me. Like first day I had on my nice jeans, kind of like in, we had, we had uniforms in school, right? So we had to wear the same thing every day or same, same combination of colors every day which was a blessing for me because I didn't have to go buy clothes. I was so happy with that. Didn't have to worry about getting tees for not having like designer jeans. So college, I'm like, oh man, I can't just wear this school uniform. I gotta, I gotta wear some stuff. So I had like three jeans. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna run out in like a week. Um, so like the first week, man, I, I came in fresh trying to impress everyone for no reason. Just, I just thought that's how it was and want to get tees. And then you realize you see these seniors and juniors walking around. They're like in like ball shorts, like basketball shorts and gray sweatpants, like a, a stained t-shirt. And it's like, they just don't care. And you're like, well, I can do this. And then you start doing it. And it's so, so no much free. I was an athlete. So I would just come in my my athletic attire. I'm like, I got practice right afterwards. So I'm just going to roll in the practice right, right after class. Um, and you just don't care. You dress up every once in a while. But it's it's I think that's where it starts. Because you guys all share that, you know, you, in most cases in college, like the college I went to, like, you know, you're you're young, dumb and broke. Um so it's a bigger, I actually wrote a blog article about this with kind of the racial stuff that's going on in the world. Um, it's, it's, you're not really concerned about anything else other than just survival. Like how can I make these $10 stretch the rest of the week? Um, and when you're focused on that bigger picture, you forget about the small type of things that, that don't really matter. Like how does my hair look? Or how does, you know, how am I dressed? Are my sneakers dirty? Um, it's just like, how can I eat? <laughs> how can I eat and get good grades? Um, that's all that matters. Uh, I said, just listen to a podcast that said to ask for 10% discount each time you buy a Starbucks to learn um, being shameless. Yeah, I have a friend. We'll continue this. I have a friend. And I think I told you guys a story before about a friend of mine that saved like $15,000 on buying a car, $10,000 buying a car. She did it again. 
she did it again, right? So she comes to our house and she's just, apparently she, you would never know it. She's apparently this expert negotiator. And she's like, yeah, I just bought a car. It was like $30,000, but I got her for like 20. I'm like, what? How? And she's like, I just asked. And like, I'm, I'm not great at negotiations. Like I'll negotiate for like, I'm not going to get suckered into buying the other stuff. Right. And all this, you know, all this extra insurance and, and details. Like, I don't care about that stuff, but like, I have an idea of what I think a good deal is. I'm not going to ask for more. Right. If I do my research and I'm like, Hey, this car is <clears throat> $25,000. You're trying to sell it to me for 28. I'm like, Hey, I saw it for 25. What's the deal here? And I'll ask for that and you'll get it. And I'll be okay with that. She is a, I don't know what she does, but she is a wolf. So she's doing research. She's doing market research. She's researching obviously all the car dealerships within like the like the the ten neighboring states. She does as much. Um, yeah, I said in the podcast. Okay, yeah, she she is. She researches how many cars your dealership has sold, because she knows that the inner workings of like once a car dealership sells a certain amount, they reach a certain quota, they get bonuses. And once they have a certain amount off their lot, they get bonuses. So she'll research and be like, hey, <clears throat> I know that once you get rid of this car, you get a $5,000 bonus. So if you give me $2,000 off and I get this car, you're, you're, making, you're still making $3,000. If you don't sell it to me, you're not getting that bonus. So what's better? You give it at me, you give it to me $2,000 less, or you don't get your $5,000 bonus. And they're like, well, uh. And she got to the point where last time she was in there negotiating for like, I think she was like, it had to be like maybe like five hours. And the, the manager was joking around. She's like, man, like you've been here forever. I might as well buy you lunch. And she was like, you know what? I think you should. And she made him order pizza for the entire uh, dealership. <laughs> and not just, not just plain pizza, all the topics. And like, I'm, I'm not shameless enough to do that, um, <laughs> but she is. And I, I told her she should start a business. She should start a consulting business where she she negotiates, negotiates on others' behalfs. I'd pay her. Look, if you can save me $10,000, I'll give you half. I'll give you 50% of whatever you save, right? Because that's 50% more than I would have saved on my own. And I think that's a pretty good business, man. And then, of course, how do you scale that business, guys? What's the next step? Very similar to any any kind of business like trading. What's the next step? Let's let's talk about this, right? Instead of just being in in, in, in just an independent contractor and you, you negotiate on people's behalfs, right? What's the next step? That would that would be similar to private coaching. So basically, private coaching. Yeah, but what, how do how do you start your what, what would be the next step in her starting her own business? What what should she do next? Right, she's she's doing private negotiations for for friends and whatnot, right? She grows her network right after she does the negotiations. She asks for hey, do you have any you know five references or or whatnot? But people are you know people are only buying cars once every so often, right? Yeah. She should she should she should sell her techniques online and offer private coaching where you can do it yourself, not just in cars, but in any negotiations. Start with an ebook. Build a list. Offer a course. 
you can still offer private sessions as well, or maybe that's part of the course. You get a, a 90 minute private session once a week. And you sell not just specifically for cars, the art of negotiation. It could be used for anything. It could be used for cars. It could be used for Starbucks. It could be used. What's a, what's a big one? Here's a really big one that is underestimated. Salary negotiation when you get a job. That's massive. And people don't think about that. A lot of people are just okay with taking the job. If, if, if you bring value to a company, right? You deserve to get paid what you believe you're worth. And the same negotiations that it would take to go into a car dealership and negotiate, right? Doing the research of, of, of what the car is worth and, and versus this and this and this. You can do the same thing for yourself personally, right? And she can grow that, she can grow that business from something very small and, and hands-on, right? Where she actually has to go into the dealership and drive around and consult and do that, which can be a drag. She's got two kids to, um, or one kid, no, one, two, one, one, maybe another, I don't know, um, I think one, but she can take that into a place where now it's, it's diversified, it's online based. So she can, she can like Jason Stapleton, nomadic wealth, right? She can do it from anywhere and she's teaching people a skill that they can use on their own. And I, I think that's a skill that works. I mean, <laughs> It works in many aspects of life. You, you can continue to grow it out depending on where you want to take it and, and, and where you feel you're, you're comfortable with. And shoot, if she wanted to if she wanted to think even bigger picture, right, she could again, she can grow an online business that that hires people that to do the negotiations for you. Where it's literally like, hey, are you looking to buy a car? Go to this website. And she just runs through the whole thing with you instead of doing it on per on, on, uh, on, on uh, in person. You give her to make the model, what you want to spend, and then she'll give you all the digits. Boom, 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 boom. Here's what you can ask. Here's why you can ask it. Blah, 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 blah. Now go and do it yourself. It's 2020, man. You can literally turn anything into a business. Can you not? And then, yep, and then, then there's the next one. I just, I'm reading the comments now. Jason, yep, write a book. Write a book. How is it any different than stuff like what Gary Vee is doing? Turning a wine business into the empire he has now. Write a book. And now you've got another source of income. Now you're building your list in an entirely different way. You, you can, yeah, you, if you have a skill, you can grow it into a business. And I think this is a particularly good skill for two reasons. One, it's useful in many aspects of life, is it not? It's useful in many aspects of life. Two, Public speaking is, is still, I think, the greatest fear out there in the world. And I would I would I would say that like public speaking and, and public negotiation go hand in hand. I think a lot of people are afraid to negotiate. I think it's very tough to do, right? So you're you 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 have a skill that is is going to be a need for many. 
right? Same thing like trading, right? People don't necessarily are, they're not, anyone can learn how to trade. They're not comfortable doing it. So you give, you give money to a money manager, an account manager to do it for you, right? As I mentioned earlier, I would pay kindly for someone to negotiate on my behalf. One, I'm not comfortable doing those type of negotiations. Two, I don't necessarily want to be there, right? Ideally, one of those Amazon drones would deliver a car straight to my house because I don't want to go through the whole process of doing that. I, I do want to test drive and stuff like that. I take that back. But I don't want to sit there negotiating for five hours. I, I can do a lot more with five hours of my time. So I want the benefit without actually investing the time. And I will, I will pay a price. I will, pay, I will pay a price. Time is money for me. Time is money. And said, if it comes to you naturally when it doesn't to others, you can use that to help people out of their comfort zone. Yeah. And, and that's another thing, Ed. You could, it, it, can, it can even turn from just negotiations to just empowerment in general. Self-help, self-improvement, personal development, empowerment. You can kind of flip the script from just a specific thing like negotiating for a better price to lessons, courses, books on how do I find it within myself to be comfortable, to speak up for myself, to venture outside of my comfort zone, to ask for what I believe I'm worth. I mean, shoot, there's, I mean, there's, it's endless, man. That's the thing. It's endless. It's endless. And it's all a common need. I wish I was her. <laughs> I wish I was her. But the same, the same kind of how we just sprouted out on like a different web of ideas, you know, whether tree branches or a spider web, you know, any, any, any business can be like that. Again, that's, that's the one thing I love about trading. I never thought I'd be teaching at all. And I, and I got here because I, I, I just selfishly thought about trading as a skill to use by myself when I first started trading. And then I realized that, Hey, it takes a lot more money to, to make the money I wanted to see than what I thought. And then you start thinking of ideas of, oh, I can manage money, I can personal coach, I can teach, I can do this, right? And you even look at what Jason Greystone has done with Tears of Freedom, right? It's it, 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 What we talk about here is essentially wealth creation. And he's taken the wealth creation, the actual tool of trading, and now he's teaching on wealth creation in general. Because trading is just a tool that you can use, right, to help advance your wealth, accelerate your wealth, but it starts with many other skills. It starts with knowing, it starts with financial education, right? It, 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 can, it can branch out so many different ways. It's, it's endless. It is, it is literally endless. Shoot, you look at another example, Jason Stapleton started doing a podcast on economics and politics. That started with trading. Why? Because that stuff has, a, has an effect on the market. That The Jason Stapleton program started off with basically mainly being economics. And then it just naturally ventured out, especially since we were in a presidential election that affects the market. We ended up having a president that tweeted and affected the market and became more political. And now it's at where it's at right now. And it's funny, people, people clown him or make fun of him or call him names because like, oh, he's not even talking trading anymore. How can he do this? I'm like, well, he's found the next evolution. 
trading led him to do what he's doing now. That's the next evolution. We should be evolving. It's not a negative thing. It's a negative if you're stuck in the exact same place for your entire life. If you're stuck in a job and you're not trying to work your way up. That's the negative part. Like you can't you can't you can't be mad at anybody for expanding, for growing. Can you? It's what we're supposed to do.